Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every is the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we got a big wreck here, Matt. Big, big wreck. Big wreck. Big wreck. This band's been recommended to us a lot. That band, Number One Son, their album, Majority of One. There was only one man we could get on the show to talk about this album. You may know him from the Breathing New Life podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you guys for having me on today. Jeremy, thanks for coming on. When we started getting these wrecks, you rolled into the emails and you said, guys, I got to come on. I got to talk about my boys. I got to talk my boys and number one son. And we, Matt and I, we have no history with this band. We just know the people have been pushing for them for a long time. And so absolutely bring in that expertise. Before we dive into number one son, Jeremy, you and Tom have been doing the Breathing New Life pod now for, I want to say two years. Is that about right? No, we just made the year mark. At oh, okay. the so about a year and a half. So year and a half. Yeah, okay. we're, we're, we're babies in the game. <laughs> okay. And and how has the new metal podcast life been for you so far? It's it's been fun, um, especially just still being rather green in the uh, podcast world, podcast hosting rather. It's a lot of kind of feeling out with how we want our show to go. Um, but we've had a lot of fun. We've had you know several interviews. We like to do album reviews. And um, one thing that we really want to kind of focus on is now that we're in the midst of a new metal resurgence, just trying to expose all these up and coming new metal bands. Um, I think it's fun. We, we certainly touch upon, uh, you know, your classics from, from the mid to late nineties, early two thousands. So it's a little bit of a mix of the old with the new, um, and then pretty much anything new metal, we, we try to touch upon it. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, that's listen, any port in the storm, new metal is back. We got to make sure people realize it and know about it and hear these bands. And cause mm-hmm. I mean, let me tell you every week, New release day happens. I'll go through, you know, Apple Music, scroll down, see what's on there. But then someone will message me. And they're like, by the way, there's this band. Their name is All Consonants, and they have some rippers. And I'm like, perfect, great. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> then, and and uh, so it's, it's there. There's always new ones coming on. So um, and, and we're always glad to see other people pro- uh, popping up to to do new metal pods, to talk about the genre, to talk about the scene. And I know uh, Tom recently went to see our boys, the Dropout Kings in concert, Mm -hmm. sent me a pic and a video. He was like, yo, what up? It's me and Black Cat Bill. I was like, my gosh, he's right there. He's in the thick of it. He's living that life. Oh, he's living that life. Yeah, Um, and and it's uh, crazy. That was literally a couple days after him and I got back from Vegas. Um, He lives in Milwaukee. I'm in Orlando, but uh, we both met up with uh, some other friends for Sick New World. Yeah. And uh, oh, my God, that that festival was just insane. I mean, you have it's just new metal heaven. And to see Cold Chamber and Kitty reunion, you know, like, like have them come back. Uh, just all day, just just fantastic. And while he ran into him, I'm on my way home. I had a layover in Dallas, and who do I run into but Head from Corn? That was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you because we're so all, Brian we're... Head Welch in the airport. Yes, nice guy, 
super nice guy. So I'm coming out of my gate trying to find my connecting flight. Not very familiar with Dallas Airport, obviously. So I'm walking down and I see uh, a couple gates ahead of me. Same people, like people are coming out of that flight. And here comes a dude with dreads, shades, just looking down the ground and walking. And I had to kind of do a double take. Now, mind you, not only am I there, was I there in Vegas to see all the bands and everything, but partying with my buddies. So I'm a little bit lack of sleep and everything. So it was definitely like a double take. I'm like, wait a minute, am I, am I seeing who I'm seeing here? And uh, sure enough, when he's kind of walking the same area as me, he walks right next to me. I'm like, okay, I, I can't blow this chance. I just have to ask. It, it's got to be head. So I, you know, I kind of look at him like head and he looks at me. He's like, what's up, bro? And I'm like, oh my God. And <laughs> it's just like, kind of like you're, you're kind of starstruck. And I'm like, all right, what do I say to him? And the only thing I can think of is what are you doing here, man? <laughs> he's like <laughs> trying to, trying to get home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and, and so I was like, well, I just saw you a couple of days ago. I was at the festival. So we were kind of talking about that and asking, uh, he was asking me you know, how I liked it. And I was like, yeah, it was great. And so we're just kind of chatting uh, while we're trying to find our own um, gates to connect to. And uh, he was asking me, he's like, hey, so, uh, you know, what part of town are you from or what part of the country are you from? Orlando. He's like, right on. We'll just just uh, hang on a second. So he stops us like in the middle of just the airport, puts down his bag and takes out this uh, this big. And, and you guys can't see it. Obviously, I'm putting it on the video, but um, it's a souvenir guitar pick with head. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoa! Yeah, he, yeah okay. so he's just like that's yeah, so, amazing. So he gave it that's gave amazing. it to me, you know, since I went to the show and uh, super nice guy. And and then I was like, I, I know some people hate this, and and it's fine if you don't want to, but would you mind taking a picture? He's like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And um, you know, he shook my hand and we went our separate ways. But you know, because I obviously I didn't want to bug him too much. Um, yeah. But, Mm -hmm. super cool down to earth guy it was it was oh, one awesome. hell of an experience yeah that's great that's great. we have a we have a short brian head welch story because we were we went to a podcast festival in nashville and one of the big reasons we went is because head was supposed to be there and unfortunately it was i mean and truly this isn't unfortunately it was right when jonathan's wife or ex-wife had just passed mm -hmm. so i think that it was just kind of called everybody back and he couldn't make it but we were we were prepping our, our head, head questions we were so ready and then it was like he's not going to be here and then it was just like well we're here let's do something right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah jenny and i were both reading his book in lead up to it so we were going to have all these questions ready to go for his book and i remember getting the text that he was not going to be there and i did toss the book in the <laughs> like, yeah. all right well i'm not reading this anymore <laughs> anymore right I got, I got other things i gotta do um but but hopefully one day we've heard that he is nothing but gracious and so maybe one day we'll we'll see we'll yep, see if i can certainly vouch a, a member of the band of the band corn on the show um ask him about some of their more obscure tracks they have this one matt i heard the other day and i can't think of the title but it starts with like this Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, it's like a ride symbol, right? It's, it's like, like a ride symbol. Yeah. And then like this yeah. discordant seven string guitar, which I understand mm -hmm. is their signature sound, comes in. And yeah. It's like na 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 na. Yeah. It went yeah, just one like of the more <laughs> underground yeah. corn songs. Yeah. I don't know if you know this song, listeners. Check it out. And if you do know the name, let us know. Um, pretty good song. Pretty good song. Gosh, I wish I could know the name of it. Uh, let's talk about the album of the week. 
majority of one by number one son. Um, Jeremy, do you know when did this album come out? Came out in right around the golden age of new metal, 2001. Right, right in the thick of things. Ooh, okay. it is the thick of it record if thick it's 2001. Of it Beautiful. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully before September of 2000. Yeah, do we do we know if it's early, mid? Do we have like a a date and all? I'm there's no Wikipedia, and so I'm just going by Discogs and Discogs just lists 2001. So I wasn't sure if there's anywhere else that might have had. I a... haven't found one yet. Okay, um, Jeremy, start with you. Your history with Number One Son and what you know about this band. Well, this is a band that pretty much was short-lived. Um, they were formed in 2000 and then split up in 2005. So obviously they only have two albums, majority of one in 2001, Lessons 2003. Uh, this was one of those bands where it was a recommendation from a friend of mine. Um, I have a good, solid, uh, small group of friends that, man, for years, uh, we would always just kind of be sharing new bands or bands that we never heard of. So um, given the fact that they don't really have um, quite a history themselves, it was just basically a recommendation I got. Uh, let's see. This album came out 2001. I don't think I heard this until about maybe 2005 or six. So it was right after they broke up. And I'm like, of course, I'm hearing these guys now. No chance of seeing them live. Uh, it's a bit of a of a bummer. But um, that's how long I've heard of these guys. And um, every time that I've mentioned these to you know, other band members that I've played with or friends, not a lot of people have heard about them. Um, I guess, you know, because they're from the UK, uh, I guess it just never really came over here um, around that time while, while they're out. Maybe they're just more uh, well-known in Europe. But um, it's before, you know, going into the album, I, I think it's pretty solid. Um, I, I can't really wait to go song by song and, and kind of uh, chat about this with you guys. Awesome. Going through, I did another goo-goo on this, and Last FM is claiming that this album was dropped November 12th, 2001. Goo! <laughs> so, so that may contribute to why, we, why it may be less known, since it was a post-9-11 record that people uh, may not have been aware of. None of us were able to get a, uh, a physical copy of it. But there are plenty of pics on the old Discogs. We've got some album art here with what looks to be a tiger shark. That's a hammerhead shark, my friend. A hammerhead shark. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Clearly, I don't know my sharks. <laughs> Your son didn't go through a shark phase? He's not in a shark phase right now, no. He, right now, his, you want to know what his phase is right now, Matt? His phase is um, watching movies and then asking me to list who the cast is of all the voice actors over and over again. So you get in the car and he goes, who does the voice of Mario? Who does the voice of Luigi? Who does the voice of Donkey? I'm just like running down like Wikipedia. I'm like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> so that's what my son's into right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the sharks at some point. Yeah, there's a, a lot of shark imagery in these liner notes. Sadly, as I was saying before we started recording, uh, you can't really make out any of the thank yous or anything. So I don't know if there's anything hostile in them oh we don't know if there's any no thank yous we don't know if there's any no thank yous the one thing you can make out is the back that the album was produced and engineered by matt ellis all music and lyrics by number one son recorded and mixed at axis studios in doncaster from may to june 2001 and their email address is a hotmail address 
And most interesting, mm-hmm. number one son wear Lord clothing. Not a brand Ooh. I'm familiar with. Not Good for them. Movie. Already having a brand tie-in that early? Good for them. First album, they're like, listen, we are- Number one son wears black fly sunglasses, <laughs> Jinko jeans, and Lord t-shirts. Um, we have a picture of the band in the liner notes. These uh, guys look a little Tonka tough. I like what's happening here. They definitely do. One guy's got short braided dreads. Uh, we got a bald guy. We got a guy in a baseball <laughs> We've got hat. a bald guy. <laughs> we got a bald guy. There's one guy with like a slight shaggy hair. And then a guy in the back, he looks like what I would put as quote unquote like a normal guy. Like he doesn't seem like he's putting on any affectations. He's like, listen, guys, I'm going to be in your new metal band, but I'm going to have a normal haircut. I'm going to have no facial hair. I'm just going to be chilling. I'm just getting the job done for y'all. That's the so, me. That would be the me of the group. Like That would be the you of the group, Matt? <laughs> yeah, because he has a little bit of baby fat in his face. Like That was mm-hmm. me, totally clean shaven. Back then, I would have been clean shaven. You know, hair that just says, I don't know what to do with it either. I mean, like... <laughs> So do, do you know uh, who he reminds me of? Like, like when you're talking about where, you know, back in the day, obviously aesthetics was a big part of it, where you had the spiky hair, eyebrow ring, tats, dreads, you name it. Uh, another band that I thought, and if you, I'm sure you guys have seen um, the Drag You Down music video by Finger Eleven. They totally like new metal mm-hmm. it up, except yes. for the bass player. He's like, all right, I'm going to wear a black shirt for you guys. But it just, I was talking to Tom about this a couple episodes. I'm like, he just kind of stands out. I'm like, did... Maybe he just wasn't kind of into that phase that they were doing. But, um, yeah, so when you're saying that, that was the first guy that came to mind. Well, I mean, the thing about it is that we've seen some wild um, facial hair and hairdos and tattoos and what have you doing this show. And when you go that route, there is – it's a commitment because after you put the guitar down and you walk outside, you still have to go about your day. And you have to be willing to be about that life. You know, somebody like Chad Gray from Mudvayne, that guy's about that life. He's got a chin strap beard down to his knees, crazy red hair, and he's somebody who's like, yep, this is how I go to Trader Joe's. This is how I do it. People see me, they know it's the Mudvayne guy. They give me the <laughs> nod, you know? But if you're not he, at that level- Wherever he goes, people, he's, people are asking themselves, who's that guy? What's going on with that guy? Yeah. And somebody in the was like, oh, it's Chad Gray from Mudvayne. It's my thing, guy. It's my thing. <laughs> Dick. Burberding. Burberding. It's the Burberding man guy. It's the Burberding guy. Uh, so uh, I went on to spiritofmetal.com, one of Matt's favorite websites, and found that they do have a listing of a lineup here. We have Ian J. Ward on bass, Simon Atkinson, a.k.a. Tiger C. on drums, Nick Whitmore on vocals, Andy Lister on guitar, Jason Wadeson on guitar. And they list a Dave Sale on bass and a Keith Blundell on drums as past members. I don't know which are all on this album. I apologize for that. Once again, the zoom in on Discogs doesn't help me out. I can't make out the tiny font. So if you are one of the members of the band, you're like, listen, I was on that album or I wasn't on that album. Slide into the DMs. Let us know. Let us know. I do love um, this this font that they're using in their liner notes. Mm-hmm. Very nylon. Totally insane. Completely illegible. Like big fonts for words that you can't string together what they are because they're all cut off. All I got is not me. <laughs> 
I look at this other one, I'm like, oh, it's like that's like inside I divide, but divide is spelled wrong, and then it's like this time around. Very tough to read. Revert and, to uh, type. Revert to type. That's it. That's a song yep. title. Hello. Yep. Um, I'm sure yeah, they're just, all song titles, but they're just like yeah. absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. As I look at it, I'm just like, this is making me slightly crazy looking at this. It's almost like liner notes is ransom note. Like, hey, here's here's uh, here's our liner notes, but also it's a threat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our band fucking dangerous. Did you see the shark on the front? Hmm? Yeah. Stay away. Stay away. Stay We're away. This band's got bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Discogs, it does list their genre style as rock and their st- and, uh, I'm sorry, their genre as rock, their style, new metal. Let's see. Any other notes? Oh, they also note that number one son wear Lord clothing. So Lord clothing, man. They put all their stock in number one son. They said, These, this is our band. This is our band. Lord clothing staff meeting this is our band these are going to take us straight to the top everybody they did that meeting august 31st yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you'll be Uh, happy to know that lord clothing mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's the same one is still around okay all right that maybe they maybe they styled more than one band probably would have been a good idea don't put all your all your eggs in one basket all right well that's our history with the band and i guess now is the perfect time to dive into this record. Matt, what do we got to kick off? The first song is called Contrasts. Because you are what you are. It's gone from the start. So don't just stream into the night. Heavy stars. is uh hey lauren yeah is this that good shit matt i wrote in my notes are we in that new we in that new (laughs) i wrote down we are rapping we are rocking we are singing we are screaming and then he says i am not like you a contrast if you will Tying it back to the song title. This is a pretty hot open. I don't know if I went the hottest open, but this is a hot open, fairly hot open, warm open. We're setting the stage. We're in it. The drums are clanging, slightly sane anger, slightly Ross Robinson influence. I'm hearing there. It's like right there. It's not quite sane anger, push me off a boat, but it's closer to what I would say is the 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 Ross Robinson sound of those uh, those earlier things. Jeremy, thoughts on contrast? Yeah, and I was gonna touch upon that. I love the snare, man. It's got like that tight pop. Um, it just that's kind of where 
there's certain bands in new metal that tend to have that. But um, also in speaking to Nick Whitmore and his approach on this song, I love it because within that very first verse, he's kind of showcasing I can rap, I can scream, I can sing. And it just seamlessly goes into like a really catchy hook. Um, if, you know, once we review all these songs and look back, I would probably say that they made the right choice in having this as an opener. Uh, catches you just right from the jump. Um, and just, uh, I really feel that him as a vocalist, he does this so well because there's other bands sometimes where it, it's a bit forced. It's like, okay, I have to rap here or I have to sing here or I have to scream here. It's just, he kind of blends it all together. And I just think it interchanges just seamlessly. Um, really good track. It's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, Matt. I'm, I'm liking this one a lot. Strong open. Yeah, not the hottest. It's not a ripper open. It's a strong open. Very much a statement of purpose of the band showing what we can do right out the gate. I would say that it's almost almost an interpolation of blind in parts, like how the how the way that especially the top is is focused. Uh, obviously, blind is blind. I think uh, it goes like, no, 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 no. Yes, that's the song. Yeah. Anyway, but I felt like they really steal from the best, number one. Everybody knows that. Steal from the best. Number two, make it your own, and they definitely did. It is, I would, I like this one very good. Yeah, I can totally see this being the single. Lauren, tell me if it was. So, as far as I know, it is not the single. The single is, I believe, what are we doing? A and R guy, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> That's why they're not around anymore. Shit, no. <laughs> listen, it, it listen. Ring, it's a ring. Hello, time machine phone. Oh man, getting that time machine. Where are you guys going? What are you gonna go fix? We're going back to two thousand one. Oh, I see. Yeah, we have to A and R the majority of one album. <laughs> they put the wrong single out. Wait, what? Bye. <laughs> it just confused. What? Matt, I know pop- that it'll change the future of the world. <laughs> Matt, you pop back out of the time machine. You're head to toe in Lord clothing. You're like, <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. And of course, and by when the you way, pop- it is the Lord clothing that this album's from because there's on their Instagram a picture of Ad Rock for the Beastie Boys wearing a tiny penis t-shirt mm. that they were the makers of. So, yes, there it is. same Lord clothing around and kicking. I'm sure Mosher Mags has a million advertisements for Lord mm. clothing. There it is. Um. So this, yes. Yeah, so this wasn't the first single. Was that a mistake? I don't know. I will tell you there weren't. Uh, a lot of comments on songmeanings.com. The lockup did a comment 13 years ago, and they said, Tune. Can't believe no one has commented. Sad face emoji. But the tune itself is top fucking notch. So I'm assuming this person is um, local to the UK. Um, I believe that is... Um, I, I, would not, I would not start out by saying something is just Tune. That strikes me as outside of yeah. my vernacular. Uh, very EU. Very, very European Union. All right, Matt, up next is the single. This Hourglass. better be con- better than contrast or I'm going to be pissed. Ah. Uh, so I'm, I'm making that time machine phone call the label. This is Hourglass. <laughs> Yeah. 
fucking calling the label guy. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> no, no! <laughs> I liked it. Don't worry. I did like it. I just felt like, I feel like Contrast is a stronger song for your first introduction to the band. This feels like the solid follow-up to a Ripper single. I want, they wanted to slow it down before they sped it up. I want them to speed it up and then slow it down. Because I feel like the vocalist here doing a great job, great voice, great groove. Love the groove on this. Bass sounds nice. But we are at times, we're not in Buttsburg, but we're in that kind of like slow boy, chill zone, grooving. And I almost wanted him to, and obviously there's two minutes left in the song, so we might do this. Like his scream... I wanted it amped. I wanted it a little amped up. So that might happen later in the song. But I don't hear this song and think, got to hear it again. Got to hear it again. I feel like, hey, we're vibing. We're having a good time. I like this. Not that it, not where it's like, I want to go back to contrast right now. I want to, let's fucking go. Let's go. All right. I've said my piece. All right. I'm Jeremy. working on the time machine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, how do, how do you feel about Hourglass? I think it's great. And uh, this is actually, yeah, they're single. Um, and I hear what you're saying where it starts off a little bit slow and you do want to have Nick kind of showcase that, that aggro. Um, it definitely gets there. Um, it, there is a nice solid bridge at the end where it does showcase that. But I think out of all the songs in this album, this would have been the the one to kind of push on the radio. Um, it's not too abrasive. It shows this melodic side. It kind of has, even though it's slower, it's kind of got like that hip hop, like, like that, that, that vibe, that bounce. Um, and it's just enough of edge on there to where you're, you know, you got your new metal fans, but you could probably also entice some rock fans to kind of check them out as well. I think it's just kind of a, a good song to kind of showcase and kind of, you know, get your, get your sound out. Um, it's, it's a toss up, man. I mean, th- this album contrast and hourglass, two solid tracks. Um, personally, I'm kind of 50, 50. I know that they're different, but they're both really solid tracks to me. So Matt, you're my good friend, but I have to tell you, I thought this was very strong and I thought it was one of the best songs in the album. And I did not even know it was a single when I did my notes. And so I wrote down should be a single in my notes. Oh, wow. That it they was. got a, uh, they, they had a music video out and everything for it. You can see it on YouTube. Um, it's one of those where like they're hanging out backstage to play live one of those deals. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wrote in my notes that uh, that he is crooning on this song, and I can only imagine this being delivered while the mic cord is wrapped around his arms and possibly his body um, because of the passion going on here. And I also, you know, wrote an Hourglass talking about the passage of time. Then wrote down the lyric, I don't know what the future holds for me, though my direction suffers inconsistency. And I did seek out this music video, and it's a little weird. On first watch, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, this is just, you know, band performing. But then you realize that it is presented as if it were a sporting event and you're watching an ESPN knockoff called NOS TV. The band leaves the stage for quote unquote halftime where they go backstage and receive rocking tips from their coach slash manager. The band does a lot of semi-humorous mugging while receiving this advice. The coach uses a large easel and draws strategy plays on it and acts out how they should rock. This is intercut with the band performing live and, a, and a, with a ticker running underneath with facts and info about the band, 
how long they've known each other, their names, how many members. There are also jokes. I wrote down some of my favorites. It's halftime, so there are six songs in and six songs to go. Average gigs played, 289. Average songs written, 85.4. Average songs recorded, 40.4. Total number of girlfriends since the band formed, 180. <laughs> I don't know this. No, that number seems inflated. Total hotel rooms destroyed, five. <laughs> Time up. Yeah. Total number of girlfriends for a five-person band, right? 180. 180. Since the band since, formed in the band. Since, since 2000. Band formed in 2000. Yep. These guys are fucking terrible at relationships. <laughs> it is a miracle that they've stayed together as a band for this year. <laughs> the way that they were flipping through ladies. 180 girlfriends in a pre-iPhone, pre-texting era? That's even more impressive. Yeah, it's like That's... one for each town. That's great. That's that might be what it is. That might be what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only five hotel rooms destroyed. Seems low. Average daily expletives used: one hundred and thirty point two. Imagine your jobs to just count all the swears these guys are throwing around. Okay, average Lord, yeah. you have mm-hmm. one year mm-hmm. to have thirty six girlfriends in order to pull your weight in this band. Oh my God! You don't meet that quota. That's why there's past members, man. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Those guys were real dogs. <laughs> you want to know why Dave doesn't play bass anymore? Guy only had three girlfriends. Had Not to enough. go. Had Mm-mm. to go. Yeah, he was in a relationship for a month. Uh, what a fucking loser. Not in our band. Not in our band. Average number of guitar strings broken, 88. Number of drumsticks broken, 10 million. This is the weird, honestly, this is the weirdest one that rolled across the screen. Total number of 9-volt batteries used, 8,042. I don't know what this is in reference to. Are they? Are these guys just changing smoke detectors everywhere they go? Like, <laughs> why are they using so many 9-volt batteries? I'm, I'm, it's I'm not a common battery. I'm just going to put this out here, guys. Switch from Lord Clothing to, like, sponsorship from a reputable gear manufacturer <laughs> yeah because right now your gear fucking sucks if you're breaking that many drugs vic firth is like i got you guys okay um average number of beers consumed per gig 136.4 sounds about right yeah yeah that is the sounds most about. believable stat in all of this mm-hmm. yeah but the band seems like they're having a good time making this video and i learned a lot I learned a lot about what it takes to be a member of Number One Son, which basically requires you to go to the grocery store a lot and also <laughs> to be involved in a lot of infidelity, apparently. <laughs> like, I don't know. So that's Hourglass. Strong start. What we got next, Matt? All right. Next up, we have Signature.
I'm going to make a claim right now. These guys are like good taproot. <laughs> <laughs> because Take that taproot. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, taproot. We're coming sorry. for you. <laughs> sorry. Listen, like I know a lot of people love taproot, but as as mad as you famously said with your forever immortalized what do you want the pit to do quote in regards to taproot these guys if they're rapping i'm in if he's singing i'm in if he's screaming i'm in he can do it all those are the three things you got to be able to do and he can do it all when he jumps between all three which he does on this song i'm like yep he's doing it he's doing the damn thing oh now he's screaming and he's doing the damn thing there's never any point where i'm like "Uh oh he smoothed it out i don't like that i always like it vocally this guy's always on point whatever he chooses to do makes sense i'm into it yeah I, i enjoyed this i thought the chorus was great this is a song about losing trust i took a chance trusting you with this my mistake and the promise of bliss with no meaning you gave away those things which you could not keep and then he starts talking about there must be something beyond more beyond this mortal coil prove and i'm wondering if this is a a song about betrayal in regards to religion being led astray by organized religion is he not sure which then led me to the question is number one son a christian band do we know good question good question question, you know good question we'll have to head to the boards so (laughs) yeah but no i once again i thought this one was like these guys are three for three they're doing the damn thing we got some chug in there too jeremy how'd you feel about this one yeah another solid song um you know three songs to to jump the uh album and it's really good love the aggressive riff that just comes right out of the gate you know just uh sets the tone It's, it's one of those to where seamlessly he's showcasing you know the screaming the the rap and the singing solid uh pre-chorus really love that brings a lot of intensity and then just goes right into another catchy hook i mean that's that's what these guys are really good with on this it's just they can kind of take a song in different directions and it's not just going in you know one area they're kind of moving up and down having their peaks and valleys in it yeah three for three so far matt i really like it i I like I like the way that the song is structured. Like there's like almost two choruses that are happening here uh, or at least a pre-chorus of some sort, but like the way that they are, they're putting the songs together very strong. Yeah. The rapping to singing to screaming, it works. I would say the way that we're listening to the album, I'm hoping that the way that it comes across the mix is a little bit better because the way that we're listening to it over the internet, it sounds a little, muddy the mix is a little muddy the mix is much better on the actual album yeah okay cool yeah yeah Yeah, because it was like wow the bass is way forward and the singer is way back in the mix and i'm like there's no way that this is what this sounds like no no, i could i I could do that bad guys i would be like i don't know (laughs) fucking we'll put the sliders here let's try no, I listened to this in my car i listened to this on headphones it sounded good in all scenarios so yeah good 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 Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Becoming.
Oh man, mm-hmm. I love this song. They gotta follow Ross's rules because it's like ninety three percent there. This needed like one more pass through, and really, it's number one. Let the song breathe a little bit more in certain parts, and just amp up that hook. That quiet part right there was like uh, like the got to believe in part. Honestly, he could they could have rearranged this song a little bit, put that first, almost like kind of clear, almost like a bodies. Like the, if I'm trying to kind of think about it, the got to believe with part could have little to no music with it, but it's kind of like the catchiest part of the song and then drop into the heavy, mm. heavy part again. So that by the time that you get to it again, there's a little more space in the song. This song feels super compact. It's like everything's in there. And I don't mind that in new metal, but in this particular case, I feel like we're I'm, the second I get into the thing that they're doing at that moment, they yank it away in a way that's not satisfying. You know, like sometimes bands can do that where they're like, you're in it and then they change gears and you're like, whoa, what the fuck happened now? Um, but in this case, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I needed like, just a few more seconds and then I'm into the new thing and then I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm okay. It fell a little herky jerky because of how fast you're moving. And they like truly like a half measure here, a half measure there, maybe put, you know, put the chorus before just so it's almost like a, let the bodies hit the floor type feeling. Not, not that it's bodies, but like, okay, I know what's coming. I know the breath of it great his vocals are he's a great vocalist period yeah like full stop the band is tight i really love what they're doing i just wanted it to breathe just a little more and i'm like oh my god this ring ring time machine a and r because i feel like so far that's the thing that's really not in all the songs like all the songs so far this is song four Mm-hmm. have been excellent they're excellent songs but they're not world beaters yet the thing that takes it there is like that one extra turn to make it just just a little more catchy just a little more like oh it's gonna live in my head for a few days but like that got to believe in part is super fucking strong really talk about broadening your audience like that's a moment where you can get the whole audience singing together you know, you can see it where it's just like, God, to believe. like, we're all there. We're all fucking fists mm-hmm. in the air. We're going for it. Just Ross's rules, rewrite, work on your chorus and sing it like you mean it. He's got they've got basically two of the three. Like, I don't. Ah, come on. <sighs> it's infuriating Matt. to do an album from 2001 because it's like, ah, I was right there. You were right there, Matt. You were like walking by, you know, mm-hmm. You were just like you could have just if you had just stuck your head in the door and gone um a quick note a quick butter, the uh, butterfly take it or leave it guys take it or leave it <laughs> oh uh, me what is this American doing in the EU in 2001 oh man what is this guy doing here May of 2001 Matt where were you at could you have hopped oh. on a plane. I'll tell you exactly where I was in May uh-huh. of 2001. I was installing satellite dishes for Dish Network. 
you should have just taken the weekend to listen. I got this. I got this vibe. I got this feeling. I just gotta. I gotta pop on over to Donchester, wherever that is, and uh, and just give some notes, give some quick feedback, <laughs> unsolicited. Feedback. Jeremy, how do you feel about becoming? I like it, man. Uh, it's it's one of the more bouncier songs. I, I think seeing these guys live, this would have been probably one of the more uh, favorite ones to kind of get into. It's just got high energy. Um, I understand what, what Matt spoke on as far as just kind of letting the song breathe a little bit. Um, it does kind of have a little bit of like that herky-jerky, I'd have to agree. Um, but just very high energy. Um, it, it doesn't really, it's not a complete drop off uh, from the previous song. So as far as just kind of Keeping the vibe and the and, and the tempo and the feel of the album, I, I think it's uh, it's just another solid track. Um, not as strong as the first three, but one I, I still really like a lot. I wrote in my notes here that we're back to steady rocking. We want to get the fuck up. I do think that the verses are stronger than the chorus. I did write down the line, faith won't fool me, but I've got to believe in what I know when I lose direction, but I've got to believe in the only way I know is mine. So it looks to me like I'm going to say that... that uh, Number One Son is not a Christian band because it sounds to me like they are disillusioned by organized religion. And they're going their own way. But if you disagree, I'll see you on the boards. Songmeanings.com. Only one comment from Draw Rock. This comment is from 20 years ago. They wrote, this song rocks. Tongue out emoji. In fact, the whole album's great. And then they said, I'm just going to read this straight. I don't know what this means. I think the database is broken. Because I keep looking at this Batum and the views won't shift off of zero question mark exclamation point. Listen, buddy, if you're complaining about the database of songmeanings.com, you'll be complaining for a long ass time, bro. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on under the hood there, but somebody's always tinkering and it don't make no sense. And I believe that's the last comment from songmeanings.com. I don't think any of these other songs have uh, comments on song meanings, so... Be that as it may. Up next, we've got a song called Not Me. I did the research, you guys, and as far as I can tell, this song title is not a reference to the family circus. It's not oh. a reference to to the famous Not Me Ghosts who caused all the trouble for those oh, children. Billy did not do it. Man. He didn't. It was not me. It was not me. But this song is not about that. 
I wrote in my notes that if you're seeing Number One Son live, if you're lucky enough to see Number One Son live, maybe you hopped in the uh, in the phone time machine that Matt's building and you decided to just go back to see a show. When they play this song, you're going to turn to your buddy and you're going to mouth pretty fucking good. That's what's going to happen when the song plays. It's not the best song they do, but they are solidly rocking here. I wrote in my notes the lyric, I'm lost again, I'm blind again. Lost and blind? That's new metal, baby. That's new metal. That's what it's all about. Jeremy, how do you feel about this one? Um, it's it's a little slower. Um, you know, kind of how I was saying with uh, coming, it just it, they got like this high tempo, high energy, and it just it kind of drops off a little bit on this for me. It's fine in the beginning, but like I'm just waiting for it to kind of pick up a little bit more, and it just doesn't have that on on this song. So I, I would have to say it's not one of their strongest ones. Um, not bad, but I just. Um, I, I don't know. I was, I was kind of just waiting for it to kind of have a little bit more oomph to it, but just, just a little too slow going for me. Matt definitely felt the slowness on this one. Yeah. We got a baseline. That's very much a creeper. Like, Oh, we're, mm-hmm. in, we're in your room right now. It's not me in your room. It's not me in your room, <laughs> but I'm in your room in your room and I'm fucking doing the thing. Um, no, <laughs> What? Oh, shit. I'm doing the thing. He has me masturbating thing. behind the curtains. <laughs> he, didn't think, he didn't think so, but that house plant's going to get it. Here's where I'm at. There's a moment where I'm like, Brandon Boyd, you got a phone mm-hmm. call. Oh, boy. And it's coming mm-hmm. from inside the house. This guy's got a real smooth voice. He does. Dare I say, an incubus smooth voice. But then he starts to scream, and I'm like, this guy can fucking do it all. Yeah, Brandon Boyd ain't screaming. He's no, screaming. not like that. Mm-mm. And I like yeah. that he went for the more harsh, like he's punctuating with a much more harsh scream because he has like, he can do two screams. Right. I'm liking that. I'm liking it. But yes, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like this is this is uh, in the middle of the set uh, when, when we're live. Like, hey, we're going to slow down for a second. <laughs> we're all going to catch our breath. Take it away, Viper. Doom, doom. Hey, listen, you got to have a certain point in which you go to get one of your 136.4 beers, okay? You've got to slow it down a minute. Maybe maybe that's why they have to slow it down, because they have to go break up with a girl. Listen, constantly, every between songs, it's like they're meeting, you know, makeups to breakups to makeups to breakups. I mean, just constant. Got stats to keep up with, man. Yeah, they, yeah, right. Just the statistician. That's a job you didn't know you needed in a new metal group. There's just one guy. He's like, I'm just, I'm just the numbers guy. Oh, you like the money guy? No, 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 the numbers guy. Oh, how many beers is that? Up, oh, put it on the board. Hi, I'm uh, I'm number one. Son's counter. Counter. <laughs> He's got like eight clickers on him. Once for beers. Uh, once, once for, for swears. The broken drumstick one, yeah. <laughs> that one, this is him on that one. Just, just fly it. I need two hands for this one. How does he play a song? If it's like, he must be playing with balsa wood. Balsa wood, man. I was thinking the same thing. Ten million. Oh, why did I buy these drumsticks from House of Props? Yeah, they're like, you know, it'd be great if we just give him nothing but gag drumsticks for the oh, entire tour. Fantastic idea. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. I have to uh, slow every song down because I have to keep grabbing new drumsticks. 
uh maybe that's part of why they didn't last people go see them live and they're like the drums are bad oh they didn't sound good guys sticks are broken half the time he's not even playing ends up using his hands they played one show and it cost him a hundred thousand dollars in gear <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what maybe that's why they have so many girlfriends because they keep going to him for like can you spot me we have more broken drumsticks and we just we're all out of per diem can you just spot me just come on linda linda please just give me a 20. I just need to buy some sticks. Linda, I love you. Please don't go. Are, are they pulling a producers? <laughs> Maybe. Are, are they trying to get their girlfriends to finance the band? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's why they've got so many girlfriends. Hey, you you um, bleed one dry and then you go to the next one. You know, I mean, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. It's rough out you there. Gotta. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, this one, this might be about it. This next song is called Inside I Divide. song has all the parts but they're in weird positions it's got this awesome build up and then it goes into this funky section but then when we do get the chorus it's awesome but it seems like it's a little late so once again i think we got to get into that time machine (laughs) get back there figure out what was going on with the design of this song because it feels like I don't know, man. Is this like a too many cooks situation? Like it was, they just had all these ideas. They're like, we're putting it all in the same song. And ultimately it feels a little muddled when this felt like it could have been a real concise crusher. So I liked it when I, when I think in the, in a different configuration, I would love it. Matt. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat because again, vocalist is shining here. I, I really think that he's the star player of this band i i wondered how they looked live because if he was charismatic it's like man this guy could launch a thousand ships does definitely feel like a timing thing but the song itself it was like it needs another quarter turn on the choruses like it's just because we got that amazing scream right we got that ah but 
back to the scream and it's like there wasn't like needed, take it to the next level yeah it needs like yeah, yeah like the, it's just that thing where it's like man they are solid they're rock fucking solid and it needs just a little more seasoning just like not much i don't you know like it's that unintelligible thing that we all know where it's just like if it just had something and i don't know what it is and like it's easy to screw it up and go back like a lot of bands don't even get this far where it's like good song craft great vocalist good groove everything's fucking working like that's hard period hard to do and then you've got to come up with that extra sauce that thing that is just like this is what makes people go home and and have the song in their head you know like and it's not bad it's just not there and i want it to be there for them because i see how good they were again i'm working on it guys but boy it is difficult uh jeremy how'd you feel about this one i mean it's i I agree with you guys it's got all the parts um when you kind of silo them they're great uh the chorus it's like you got that sample from costco but you want the whole thing and you just that that's all you're getting right now you know you need a little bit more i agree to that i I do kind of like in the in the beginning like the funk i don't know why just it kind of took me to like early head pe it just kind of had that vibe even like the sound the production of it and then once it started getting in with the guitar man you got that classic just tasty you know, single note riff, you know, like that, that real low on the bottom string, that like, love that. It's one of those to where, again, all the pieces themselves are good, but just a little bit more tinkering with this one. And um, it's, it's almost where it's like, on that course, you got us there, you know, I'm I'm still on board, where's it going to go? And it, and it doesn't. So that's something where I, I definitely agree with Matt. It just it need a little bit more, like a little little cherry on the top. Yeah, I wrote in my notes. Yeah, I love the industrial chunk at the uh, chug at the top, which I thought was great. I wrote in my notes. Is he dividing into two different people? That seems to be inside a divide. That seems to be where he's going for. What type of people he's dividing into? Good and bad, right and wrong. Not really sure, but. That dichotomy, that internal war, that's new metal, baby. Oh, yeah. New metal, metal, baby. Absolutely. And I think the outro of this song at 240 is also pretty incredible, pretty good. So it's got all the parts there, but they're not quite all cohered. But um, you know what? That's when you that's when you throw a cup of track in, uh, in the middle of the album. You know, you wouldn't lead with this, you know. Right. Throw it in the middle. Like, ah, this will fit in the middle. At this point, if you're on the ride, then you're on the ride. Right, Matt? That's what I think. There you go. That's what I uh, think. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, we've got revert to type.
liking these effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beeps and boops, bleeps and blops. Bleeps and blops. For the subject of this song, I couldn't tell if we were dealing with a bad relationship song or a song where he's calling someone out for being like a poser or fake. You have these lines, so contrived through these eyes, what you hide is subliminal. I would compromise almost anything to see you revert to type. But then he says later, where did you go? Did you have to go? I'm left to pick up the pieces again. What's right for you? There's no right, no right time for you. It seems like he's torn about, like, is he reverting back to type? Is this other person reverting back? Is this person saying, I've changed, and then he meets them again, and it's like, ah, you're back to the same old bullshit, which are, you know, pretty common new metal themes, I will say. Thematically, this album does not steer wrong at all. For that, I liked it. I didn't really have a a lot. I, I just wrote in my notes that you definitely could get a pick going with this one, I think. And I thought it was solid. Uh, Jeremy? Definitely one that probably fits right where they put in the track listing, like right in the middle, not one of their strongest. The chorus let me a little bit wanting more. He just, for the most part, just keeps repeating and screaming revert to type. Sometimes that works in courses. Sometimes it doesn't. It just seemed like he could have maybe on the first half done that and then maybe switch it up a little bit more. I just felt that, you know, for a guy that, like I was just kind of giving props earlier on. It just, you know, he, he can handle it all, has delivers good hooks. I think this is one of the weaker hooks on the album. Uh, as far as live, yeah, mosh pit type of song, but um, that's pretty much all I have on it. Um, not not one of my favorites. Matt, good song, but not like, whoa. Uh, right. Good scream, absolutely love that revert to type, but it's kind of a diminishing returns. It's like, we got it, but we don't continually earn it in the song and it's like i wanted it was like i got a magic trick and the first time you see it you're like fuck yeah and this is like hey you got any other magic tricks <laughs> um <laughs> so i i, I kind of feel like they needed they needed a ross they needed somebody that was gonna, gonna push them a little bit harder so i'm just gonna go back to 2001 when ross robinson wasn't doing anything <laughs> And, oh, he wasn't um, busy. No, no, no. Not no, he wasn't no, busy. Not, not in the slightest. <laughs> not at all. Either he'd either just hurt himself real bad in a BMX accident or uh, was about to. And I'm sure I'm not going to stop that. But <laughs> I got to get him over to talk to our boys in majority of one. Well, well Matt, if you stop the, the uh, BMX number one accident. Son, excuse me. Yeah. If, if you stop the BMX accident, then you basically affect the recording of Iowa. Is Iowa the same if Ross Robinson is completely healthy? No way. No. I say no. No I way. Say no. So, Matt, don't don't mess that up. Don't mess up Iowa. Butterfly <laughs> effect, man. Careful what you don't, ask don't, for, you yeah, know? Yeah, right, man. <laughs> don't need that. I think, yeah, like we said, right in the center. Next up, we've got Insert. <laughs> So this is basically just an instrumental interlude. A true insert. A true insert. Um, I think this was a situation where they were like, well, I guess we'll just insert this here. And they're like, what do we want to call it? And they said, insert. I got 136 beers to drink, buddy. Don't ask me questions. This is the perfect one to go go to the girlfriends, get all the drumsticks. Mm -hmm. Pound pound 10 beers. Pound 10 beers. Break up and... 
break up and meet someone new <laughs> and also uh and also collect as many drumsticks as you can yeah, this is the point where somebody comes with a broom to sweep up all the drumsticks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Intermission, man. Yeah. Intermission, absolutely. Um, it's like guar, but just drumsticks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say if I hadn't known about all of those issues from the music video, I'd say, why is this on the album? But now that I know what has to be done to get those numbers yeah, up. Because that's the thing with majority of uh, with uh, with number one son, uh, yeah, they got numbers. They're thinking about numbers all the time. Think about stats. And it's just that that normal looking guy going to a corner and just saying "fuck" a hundred times. How many swears have you done today? And he's like, (laughs) "Not enough. Not enough." Get those numbers up. These are kind of the tracks to where if you're going to see them live, that's basically before the curtain opens. This is the song that you hear, you know, oh, like yeah. kind of like yeah. you're just waiting. And so like once that comes on, you're like, all right, these guys are about to about to go off, um, you know, and listen to this. I was kind of wondering, I mean, sometimes it's kind of nice, you know, just it, it kind of takes a break and within the album. But, you know, with this being 12 songs, sometimes with certain signed bands, they have to meet like minimum song quota. And I'm wondering if they're like, all right, we're just going to throw this together and pop that on. Because I saw an interview with Mark Hunter of Chimera with um, uh, not Impossibility of Reason. Or, yeah, yeah, I think it was Impossibility of Reason where uh, they had to have, like, so many songs. And so, basically, they just whipped something up real quick. Like, okay, here it is. Here's your extra song. We met the quota. So, I'm wondering if this might have been another situation as well. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. A song quota. I never really heard of that before. I don't know if that's a common thing. I that um, yeah. I'm just, well, I know that I always remember the stories where it like has to be a certain length as well because you have to yeah. have the difference between an EP and an LP. Mm-hmm. And an LP has to have a certain amount of tracks and a certain amount of time. And Weezer just like, keeps cutting it closer. <laughs> well, it feels like it feels like all of that has been thrown out the window now. People just make up their own things. I mean, push a tape. It put out uh, Daytona and said it's an album and it's 22 minutes long. I mean, it's all yeah. about singles now anyway, really. I mean, with a yeah. lot more bands, yeah. it's just, they, they kind of just, it's never like a whole album. I mean, um, man, there's there's been more and more bands that are coming out right now that are just saying, you know, we're kind of done with the whole album thing. We'll either just do like, whether it's just a single every couple of months or just, you know, three song, call it good. And See, then- I think that's great for very established bands. To come out with one single, this is the new song. We don't have to worry about putting out an album with nine tracks on it, nine more tracks on it. Here's right. the one. We're coming around because this is our cycle. This is what we like to do. But it's like we focused all our energy on this one song. We like it. Here we go. Yeah. And you're less filler, out. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like we love Limp Biscuit around here. We love the new record. We're doubting that we're going to hear any of those songs besides i mean we're not going to hear dad vibes i don't think uh, what are we going to hear lauren off the new record what do you think is going to stick around out of style i think out of style i, I think dad Vi- I, I think dad vibes is going to stick around yeah. still though i would say since it was the single i think it's still going to stick around i mean but out of style and dad vibes seem like the ones that like yeah like five years from now they're still going to be in rotation in their yeah. set list i think so um but you know, I mean, it's also also it's about like that creative urge, though. You know, people get in the studio and they're just like, "I got another one, I got another one," and then other people get in the studio and they're like, "I got one, I gotta go, I got fourteen girls, I gotta break up with, I don't have time." <laughs> <You know? laughs> so 
I think that's all we have to say about that. I completely lost track. What are we doing next, man? <laughs> well, it's a new song, and it's called oh, okay. This Time Around. There it is. Listen, if you go to the bar because there's been a pause in the show because they're sweeping up sticks, you know, they're getting numbers, they're deleting numbers off their phones, and then this song starts Mm -hmm. and you get a beer in your hand, that beer is gone because the pit (laughs) has been activated and you got to get to that pit. You got to get to that pit. I wrote that this thing is incredible. We got a chug drop at 215. We got the be that as it may section at 250. It's a bad relationship song. It's a late album. Get the fuck up track. Perfectly placed. Right when you think maybe this band's running out of steam. They're like, "Mm -mm, this train is chugging. Literally. I was into it. I thought it was great. Liked it a lot. Jeremy? Yeah, I like this one a lot, too. I think it's one of their heavier songs on the album. Um, it doesn't drop off too much as far as uh, the energy is concerned. Um, you know, obviously, they, they kind of take it a step back during the uh, the verse, but they kind of I feel they kind of still keep it together where they don't totally lose you. And um, I would say if you need a song coming out of an instrumental to where it's a little bit more chill, relaxed, this is definitely probably one that you want to go and, and put right behind it to get it jump started again. Um, and I think that what I, that's just what I love about this band is that they can showcase that they can do kind of more of the, uh, I hate using this term, but not necessarily like radio friendly new metal, but it's more of like the catchier type of new metal. Uh, they can do more on the melodic side and then they can just hit you in the face with this, a song like this. So, um, it just, they, they kind of show all of their, um, you know, they're, they're strong in, in all three sides of that. So, uh, really good track. Matt. Yeah, I, I definitely the the thing that kind of hit me in the middle of this one is like the the utility knife aspect of this band that they truly can do it all. Like they have everything that fits and I think that is a benefit and a detriment because there is a point where it feels like we're more aggressive than where the music is. Like his vocals are more aggressive than where the music is in this song, which isn't a bad thing because it's like good good to have dichotomy good to have like conflict it's just more of a let's almost like i want them to go all in on something instead of kind of being in this middle zone but the song strong great ripping it wide open right at the top (laughs) ripping it wide open rip wide open (laughs) wide open like 
I love it. I love that we don't spend too much time in that smooth boy zone. But it's just like, if we go there, let's go there. And then it's like, well, we kind of get back into the middle a little bit where I'm like, mm, I don't think this is what we want. I think we want to fucking rip or we want to be smooth. We got both. Not angry about it. Again, this band, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. I'm nitpicking. This is like, I'm just in nitpicking zone. Because mm-hmm. uh, and now it's just my personal preference and taste, mm-hmm. you know the thing that we do on this show, the thing that we do, you know. And Somebody's you know what, I, Matt? Like, you, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what, Matt? I, I I love the idea of you getting in your um in your telephone time machine and going back in time, not to give hard notes, but just to nitpick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like not to come back and be like, I have to change everything. It's just like. I got just a couple things I want to change. Just but that's a couple. Uh, that things. is truly where I'm at with this band. It's like, yeah. Don't make that your first single. Just make it, make it your second single. Your but, second single. But otherwise, because I like then you're gonna have a third single. Mm-hmm. Then you can do whatever you want. Right, and then you know what that means? You start getting more money in, which means you can afford more drumsticks, yeah. better more drumsticks, beer. more beer, and then even maybe more houses to put all of your various girlfriends. Just putting it out there. Although there is a lyric in this song. That might be the Rosetta Stone to why they have so many girlfriends. It's the line, we discovered love is just for fools who just love the pain. Ooh. Mm. Mm. There you go. That sounds like a good way to get 136 ex-girlfriends. Um, so, uh, all right. Up next, we've got Bitter Pill. notes lies classic new metal trope this album's spine is reinforced by lies these guys have not run out of gas talking about bitter pills that are gonna choke you are you gonna are you gonna help me break my fall if i stumble these guys have been betrayed they've gone through some shit man yeah gone through some <laughs> I mean, shit. You, you try to go through that many girlfriends yeah. right right you're gonna get you're gonna have some wounds yeah. You're going to have some wounds. Battle some... scars for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. This one I thought was a strong late album track. Doesn't repeat what they've been doing in the past. Kind of uh, mixes it up with a little more mid-tempo, but still heavy. Yeah, I thought this was a good one. Solid. 
Jeremy? Yeah, um, it's not bad. Uh, it's it's a little slow going for me in the uh, versus. I, I think it, they, they kind of tend to do that where it's just you know they get you going and then all of a sudden it just it, it kind of lags in, in the verses. Um, but I love like the pre-course was kind of like that real like choppy, like that was a nice change there and, um, solid hook, man. I I think it's a really strong chorus. Uh, so I'd have to say out of the whole song, my favorite parts would just be like that pre-course leading into the chorus. Um, it's a good one. Um, I, I would say just, yeah, it's just, just, just a solid middle of the album type of track. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, uh, I mean, subject matter, spot on. Love, love that shit. Vocalist, spot on. Love that. The, I love that chorus that they got there, that do, 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 perfect. It's driving, you know? It's, it's, yeah. They got to keep that tempo up, yeah. I felt like I wanted, I wanted that, I wanted a little bit more of that. I like that a lot. I just kind of felt like the way that it transitions in the song to that part was a little like, Whoa, we're here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Where it made it, it made that chorus feel like a bridge. And I'm like, this is not a bridge. Not when we've done it twice. This is a chorus. You know, like it's just again, it's just like the way that the songs are put together is like you've got all these great parts, but the way that we're putting them together, my ears hear it, and I and I go, well, no, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> When when uh, you when you're making music, that is your right. But like, they give me that incubus vibe, then they give me yes. a different vibe, and then it's like I like all of these vibes. This is this is a cosmic gumbo. But but then it's like, <laughs> just the way that it's ordered sometimes feels like. Again, it's a this is a quarter turn away from being like wow, holy shit, these guys should have been enormous, mm-hmm. and I just feel like man they, they're like right there but we are at the point in the album where i ask how respectful of our time is this album well matt this album clocks in at 43 minutes and 42 seconds it's super respectful of our time this is an yeah. easy listen this is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what a delight that's good to Absolutely. hear man <laughs> yeah 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 he's yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you worried you'd, you'd set us up <laughs> nah no nah. i mean overall like parts where i kind of nitpick but you know overall i really like this album so when i was talking to tom you guys were thinking about covering this i was like oh, i'd love to talk about it because it's just it, it's just one of those i feel like a hidden gem um that a lot of people just don't know about so i'm i had a feeling that you guys would like it but just to hear that that this has been good so far not really uh torturing you guys on this one that's that's awesome yep no torture here no torture here we got two left next one is called the click
not fucking angry at that song at all. You better Holy not. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I love that. Yes, sir. Uh, when he, when yeah. they did that break there, I was like, he's going to do that whisper thing. It was like, everything's a fucking joke to you. <laughs> I thought he was going to do one of those. Did Nothing is also a great option. Just like, that they let breathe. They're just like, you got a couple seconds. Get your get your breath back, Pit. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Woo! I wrote I wrote my notes. We are crunching, chugging. The drums are clanging away. Drumsticks destroyed, but it doesn't matter. The it's just all sawdust at that point, dude. <laughs> all sawdust. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, I wrote down the lyric. This lyric here. This might be the lyric of the album. Twist the knife deep in my back. Turn around, I'll shove it back. Ooh. This guy's taking that knife you put in his back that you've twisted. He's going to pull it out. The muscle damage. Incredible. And he's putting it back in you. Putting it back in you. Track 11. These guys are settling scores. I see your fate as the rage of your lies rise up with the hate as your conscience disguised. These guys are bringing the heat on track 11, man. I love it. I thought it was fantastic. Wow. Do you have anything else to say about this incredible song? I mean, they, they just put their foot on the gas. They didn't let up. And that's what I love about it. It's just there, there was there's times where you're thinking, you know, there's instances previously in the album. You're like, oh, man, they dropped off. But on this one, they don't. They just they keep at it. Uh, they kick off with it's like a it, it sounds like not exactly, but like a sped up version of Need To, that, that riff by Corn. It kind of had like that kind mm-hmm. of vibe. You know, um, just it's the kind of song where, you know, you don't want to be around Kyle after, a you know, a case of monsters and a wall. I mean, this is that kind of song where you just <laughs> you just want to go at it, dude. You just, you know, like it just makes you want to get up. You can't just sit still or just stand there at, at a show and just listen to a song like it. Yeah, you're saying like that whole place is mosh pit. There's sawdust. The rafters are coming down. Uh, love it. Yeah. Girls are leaving crying because they oh, got yeah. broken up with. You got broken up with. Nobody yeah. said new metal was safe, man. I mean, it's that's not right. Safe. No. This is also one that if uh, if you went back in your uh, your your telephone time machine, you'd walk in, you'd be like, "Oh, this song's good. No notes. Um, I'm from the future, and and it's still good in the future, and <laughs> it's good now. All right, uh, bye. Tasty. <laughs> Perfectly placed. Perfectly placed. We've got one song left, and it is called A Moment. out with the slow boy uh and i was fine with it because they did the thing where they recorded it in an actual studio and decided to not do it as some sort of weird acoustic lament with microphones two blocks away um so i appreciated that 
Uh, so yeah, I thought this made sense, you know, after, especially after the click, unless you've got another one of those ready to go, you definitely want to go in the opposite direction and take a slow boy out the door. So, uh, I thought this made sense. I thought this worked as a, as a nice closer. Jeremy. Yeah, I have to agree. And it's definitely whenever you want to close out an album, it's, you know, how do you want to do that? Do you want to go, you know, finish out on a strong note with like balls of the wall, or do you want to kind of ease people out? Yeah, I would say it was perfectly placed this kind of song this is definitely kind of like a closer you know when you're live this is like when the lights come on and it's time to get out and walk over all the trampled girlfriends and you know all the broken <laughs> beer bottles and whatnot um but yeah it's just um it's it just showing their softer side and um really showcasing his melodic vocals um which yeah just you know i think he did a good job here with that so good closer matt yeah i really no notes this is classic closer feels good and we've run the race this is a weird song in that sense of like if if this got out there first this could have been the like that power ballad that usurps the whole other album you know like, almost like that sugar ray thing where it's just like right wait nothing else on the album and it sounds like this but like this is the one that cl- connects with people and they're like Oh boy, the next album's gonna be really weird for everybody. <laughs> Our old fans are gonna hate us. So there you have it. Majority of one by number one son. That's the album. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talking about the new metal canon. Jeremy, you're our guest. We will start with you. I think it definitely deserves uh being there overall. Um I mean, it starts out with really great tracks in contrast, Hourglass. It has everything you want in, in a new metal album, especially from that era. It's got funk. It's got heaviness. It's got melody. Um, and also just a really strong vocalist. I, I think that he kind of made this band from good to great. Um, as far as a debut album, I think that it's pretty pretty damn good it's it's very solid and and you would think that you know they can build off of that and go into something else to where like the structure and songwriting is a little bit more tighter um but it it has all the elements uh it's got a little bit of rap a little bit of rock a little bit of uh just just heaviness um just it's uh i think just overall a very very solid definitely i say would need to be put in that canon matt my listening to this album has been a joy. I've really enjoyed this album. Uh, I think that it is rock solid. I think the band is great. I think the vocalist is great. I think there's a lot of great elements to the band. I don't know if they have an X factor strong enough to put the whole thing in the canon. I would say contrasts and the click and maybe even hourglass might be three that I would consider if we were not to put in the whole thing. Uh, I think we we said a little bit too often in our listening today, yeah, it's a middle track. Oh, it's a middle of the album track. I feel like we said that on five or six of the songs. That might be a little too much for the whole thing to go in. But man, if the whole thing doesn't go in, the vocalist uh, he is a pearl. Like that is a great vocalist. And just, you know, if anything doesn't, if that doesn't go in, we've got to put in the counting into the junk drawer. My God. <laughs> uh, we we, uh, we well, at least got to put some drumstick sawdust in there. So I thought this was a very solid record. Meat and Potatoes, New Metal, touching on everything that the genre does well. There's no real groaners on the album. I do think that 
the middle section is a little like a little too muddled i think to put the whole album in i definitely think that the hourglass video goes in the new metal junk drawer 100 percent, just for the stats gotta have them stats the stats um, the stat fan. <laughs> gotta have the stats i would say for the canon i think the click and contrast would go in I would say for the heaviness, um, or and also hourglass, we could put I put those three in. I'd say those three are solid. I say those three are a great representation of the band. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you if you're making like a new metal off the beaten path playlist that it doesn't does have the normal stuff you usually get when you go into Spotify or something, and it's like give me a new metal playlist tracks from this showed up on a playlist, people be like, oh, what do we have here? Okay, thank you very much algorithm crazy uh, part so, is if this album comes out in 98 and then they get a little bit more time their 2001 or 2000 album would have been an all-timer would have been like holy shit because they would have like gone on tour been in the whole system been around everybody and like i think that next album would have been like because i don't i know that they have two albums but i don't right. really know what happens on the next album. Well, I was going to say, interesting that you said that because, yeah, so this comes out 2001. They have a follow-up lessons 2003, but they started kind of following that little trend where there's certain bands that they came out strong, had a strong new metal influence, but, you know, you're kind of seeing bands shy away starting around 2003. That's where, like, okay, let's maybe just shift over and be more of, like, the active rock alternative metal-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. Um, I will tell you that listening to Lessons, it's a bit of a drop-off. It's like the songs are good. While the songwriting got better, it just it lacked that edge. It lacked that 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 new metal feel bounce um it, it didn't have as much of the you know uh, heavy with melodic you know back and forth it was just more straight kind of of rock so um if they did kind of come out around 97 98 and 2001 that's still when bands were still wanting to kind of be a little edgier and and, and yeah. have have that that oomph to it so um unfortunately that just didn't happen but yeah they they came out with lessons in 2003 Two years later, they broke up. Um, but one thing that I found that was interesting, just to let you guys know that uh, Nick Whitmore, it was in 2018, and I'm not sure if they're still out now, but it's a band called Chandrian Kill. And uh, you can find their whole uh, EP. It's uh, called Bring um, Bring Out Your Dead, I believe. Yeah, EP's called Bring Out Your Dead. And it's really, really good. Um, he, he does a lot of the singing and screaming stuff, but it's more of like an alternative metal with touches of gent in it. Um, so I just recommend you guys just checking that out in your own time. It's really cool stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's just a shame. I really wish these guys would have kind of stuck around. It would have been interesting to see if they kept going, uh, what would have happened. Uh, Matt, awesome. get, get in that time machine, buddy. I'm working yeah. on it. Make the call, bud. Come on. <laughs> Make the call. Make the call. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody can check you out on the Breathing New Life podcast. Anything else you want to plug you got coming up? No. I mean, just right now, Tom and I, we are working on getting some more interviews. Um, we're looking to do some album reviews. There's going to be some albums coming out here very soon. Can't wait to touch upon those. But we're on all the, the major platforms of Facebook, Instagram. Um, I think we got a Twitter, but... Honestly, Tom and I don't touch that. I just, I've never been a tweet guy. Um, and I guess there's this new um, social network uh, threads. Tom just signed us up on there. So look up for us there. Uh, Breathing New Life. And we do spell it N-U. Um, and drop us a line. Say, hey, check us out. And um, and again, guys, can't thank you enough for uh, having me on today. This was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. Appreciate thank you so it. much. And you can, uh, so yeah, definitely check out Breathing New Life and Jeremy and Tom on that. You can, of course, say hello to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Roach Coach, and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, coach with a K. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jeremy. The weirdest way to end the show. Oh, man. Bye.